Uh, the other night, uh, I sat next to the drunkest woman who's maybe ever existed on a plane ride from New York to San Francisco. Um, I watched her order six glasses of wine. Uh, she was about 74 years old and we were at altitude. Uh, her hobbies seemed to include touching my face, uh, tapping me on the shoulder while I clearly had my headphones in, and asking me deep personal questions about my relationship. If you've never flown from New York to California, it's about a five or six hour flight. A lot of that was spent trying to avoid contact, both verbal and physical, with this, the most drunk woman to ever exist. Uh, she was sitting in the middle. I was on the window, and there was another woman in the aisle. And I kept kind of making eye contact with that woman, like, pick up the ball here. She's your problem, too. But uh, unfortunately, uh, she somehow successfully managed to not engage in conversation. And when we landed, uh, she ran after me to say, hey, thanks for taking the fall on that one. I'm like, yeah, thanks a lot for abandoning me out there. If it's an older fella who reeks sweetly of maple syrup and fabric softener speaking quietly into a microphone so as not to disturb his niece who still has the air conditioning running, even though it's 40 degrees outside, then this must be Dale Radio. It's deep night, Dale o'clock, 4 a.m. time for one last nightcap before breakfast and time for... This podcast, a show about characters and their creators, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. Well, I'll tell you, speaking of the Gowanus, and I often am, fella caught a three-eyed fish out of our little Gowani just this last week. Gave me an idea. SeaWorld Gowanus. Just a sludgy tank you have to press your face up against, and just as you get close enough, some kind of gelatinous gooey thing with fins winks at you with all three eyes and then dissolves into a ball of fire. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Solve all those problems that they're having down there in SeaWorld, getting rid of the orcas. I tell you, you get any documentary filmmakers, they'd have no problem with SeaWorld Gowanus. They'd be happy to see it, celebrate you. Well, uh, yeah, that's all from the current events news desk here at Dale HQ. Uh, but here's an item that I'd like you to consider. Isn't it pleasant when you visit uh, parents? They appreciate it. I just happen to be down there. Take a kind of a spur-of-the-moment trip to see how everybody's doing. They don't want you to use the word elderly. But listen, that's what's happening. People are getting older. People are getting up there. You know, uh, uh, you can tell because they sleep, when they do sleep, they sleep in chairs and, and kind of in shifts, not often, you know. And uh, uh, my, my father, bless him, will just fall asleep anytime he sits down. Any, he could, uh, presumably he could be on a bike, but just uh, sits down and then conks, conks right out. And so he'll be asking a question and he'll get the question out, but then he'll fall asleep during your answer. <laughs> which sometimes makes you feel a little bad. But um, he usually wakes up in time to ask you another question. Uh, I've tried to make my answers very uh, very interesting and enlightening, uh, but um, still still nothing. Uh, they have to alter their diets. 
that's another sign that they're getting up there. You know, you have to carry a little salt packet with you and pour that over the uh, pasta or whatever's going on there. And uh, But, you know, some of the things don't change, of course. You go down there, and that's what's reassuring about going uh, to your a family home, if you have one, or apartment, or a motel room, whatever the situation is at your address. But uh, the stories are the same. The stories are the same, eerily so, I would say. Uh, they always conclude verbatim. There's always a, a punchline that always happens exactly in the same order, as if as if uh, uh, from a script. And uh, that is uh, unsettling to me because I begin to think that maybe they're just robots pre-programmed with things to say and they're winding down. And uh, I don't know if an oil can is what's needed, but uh, that's what's happening. And uh, I've really uh, cultivated a good, oh, this is news to me. I wonder where this story is heading. Ah... Uh, <laughs> You know, kind of a face. And, um, you know, another thing that, that doesn't change, I know whenever I go down there, first thing I'm going to hear about is emergency room visits that I am uh, was not aware of. So they just happen. So you say, well, we had a fun night uh, on Wednesday in the ER. And you think, okay. Um, eh, and then uh, uh, Dad will chime in. Yeah, I kind of flatlined. More spaghetti. <laughs> And you say, absolutely, yes, yes, please, I love Italian food. So it's, uh, it's, it's challenging, isn't it, as parents age, as they get older. One thing that you can count on if you go to my parents' house, you go up to, to the dad's side of the vanity there, the sink, right, the bathroom sink. You got your, you got your his and hers. And, and on, on, on my father's side, you can always count on this, a tiny sliver of dial soap. In the soap dish. Smallest sliver you've ever seen. I don't know what, what kind of thing happened to He didn't grow up during the Depression or anything. Uh, I, and we didn't ever have money. But still, it, 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 it's just oh, nothing. There's almost nothing there. It's just a whisper of its former self. Um, <laughs> there, it almost has to disintegrate in your hands for him to get a new bar. For him to replace it. Just this paper-thin... Onion skin, just sitting there, yellow, a bit of soap. You could shave with it. It's so thin and sharp if you wanted to. Uh, I don't, it's it's an extreme uh, bit of shaving. I, I tend to be on the other end of the spectrum most of the time. I'll say, well, how much is this body wash? $17. Give it to me. It smells like a pine forest. And uh, I do want to smell like a woodland creature. Uh, an impoverished woodland creature. But, uh, you know, if I do use the bar soap, I I'll tell you, I always end up with some kind of Frankenstein monster of old soaps all mashed together. You know, I got your Dr. Bronner's peppermint uh, mixed with an old girlfriend's Dove bar, maybe an oatmeal bar. I bought the health food uh, store on a whim. I got some rosemary coconut in there. I never let it get all the way down to just one bit. I, I don't even understand how that can be effective as a means of washing your hands. You just, you, it's almost, you have to swipe it with your finger like you'd be swiping on a smartphone. That's, you have to, you wash your fingertips one at a time. Oh, my. I don't know what to do with that. I guess I'm going to get him soap for Christmas. You know it'll last. 
One habit I did pick up, and I'm rather proud of this, and I'm going to pass it on to you. If I haven't told you about it already, uh, uh, by all means, perk up now. If you fast-forwarded to any part of the program, this is the part you should tune into. Uh, it's not a it's not a thing that my ex-wife was particularly excited about, uh, nor any girlfriend, uh, for that matter. But when you're on a long trip, international, or you're going out to the other coast, what you do is you wear the worst clothes that you have, just whatever you're ready to get rid of, especially your underwear. Uh, you know, if you have a hang-up about looking bad in photos, it's not so great. But you can just do the underwear part, and then nobody really knows. Uh, but when you're finished, when you got the, when you got the end of the day there, and you're wearing those old jockeys, the ones with the holes and the shot elastic waistband, well, put them in the trash at the hotel. Then you have one less pair of nasty old underwear that you got to deal with. More room in your suitcase for the gifts or trinkets that you buy at the airport in a rush because you said you'd bring somebody back something, <laughs> something, didn't you? Oh, I left many a housekeeper a surprise in the bathroom trash can just to put a pair of trousers in there. But I tip well. You got to do that. You didn't. People didn't know that, I don't think, that you're supposed to leave some places put out the envelope, which I think is a little presumptuous. But, uh, you know... These are people cleaning your stuff. What a fun job that is. What fun it is to just root through somebody's stuff. I'm not saying they all do that, but that's what I would do if I was employed by a hotel. And um, that could still happen for me. But it just seems like a fun job. Uh, you find things in hotel room, cleaning up after people. I find most people to be on their best behavior when they're at a hotel. <laughs> Or a motel. I just get a kick out of what they must think when they find a pair of old boxers in there. Old boxer briefs lumped over the bathroom trash can. Uh, of course, as a podcaster, we have a reputation for wild times at motor ends. So I do have to be careful. Oh, Canada. Folks, uh, you know my love of our neighbor to the north. It runs very deep. I mention certain things whenever we have a Canadian guest on, and today's episode is no exception. Although I will tell you, I spared the I spared them the story uh, on air of uh, of of the of the Air Force and all that. I didn't go in, I didn't go into it. I told them it off the you know off mic. We had a lovely conversation as I welcomed them there, uh, uh, because my guests today are are Canadian. That that's why I bring it up, and and you know I couldn't be. People say, Dale, how do you always get your finger on the pulse like this? How do you always know what's happening, what's hot? And uh, I'll tell you, Canada is very hot right now. It's in the news, and they got a hunky new prime minister, the PM. PM's better than AM, don't you think? Much sexier. Do people have better sex than the PM? I think they do. I prefer the dark, total darkness. Turn off the lights, shut the blinds. Let's just be shadow shapes together. My guests today, uh, as I said, are from Canada. They're from Toronto. I could not have been more excited to talk to them. Templeton Philharmonic is their name together. They're a comedy duo. Oh, I love those. You know I do. I do get just two people doing comedy. And they just have each other. They've just got to get there. I used to be part of a comedy duo. And then uh, the, uh, we split up. Split up. And um, now, uh, now not, not so much. But before we get to our guests, oh, today's audio snapshot. You heard this at the top of the show, right before our season's theme from Chris Shockwave Sullivan. Well, today, I'm, I'm going to try not to hit that. From today, 
I got tons of stuff set up in here, folks. You wouldn't believe the amount of equipment that it takes to to bring you a quality uh, episode. But today, uh, today our audio a snapshot, a character portrait, is from Jenny Jaffe. Jenny is a comedian and writer and all-around excellent person who is the creator of Project You're Okay. And uh, if you read it, it's, you rock is another way to say That's what I thought it was at first. I said, oh, Project You Rock, but Project You're Okay. Uh, it's a video series and website. It's a hub, an online hub uh, for young people dealing with a wide variety of mental health issues, stress, anxiety, depression. Listen, we've all been there. And it's a place where uh, people can go and get a sense that um, uh, you're not alone with these, that there are other people who deal with uh, these kinds of issues all the time who are facing some of the same challenges. And uh, you can make your own video. You can upload that. You can watch a number of great people who have contributed. Will Wheaton, you remember him, Mike Kaplan, Adam Wade, Sue Smith, all all terrific individuals and all sharing uh, uh, stories uh, that are comforting in a sense, uh, just knowing that you're not uh, uh, alone, and it's an inspiring effort, and I hope it continues to reach people and connect people who might otherwise uh, feel isolated out there. You can check it out, get involved, make a donation to them, projecturok.org. It's Project U-R-O-K, the letter U-R-O-K.org, and uh, we'll put that up on the site. But our thanks to Jenny Jaffe for doing that, and uh, boy, I do a lot of airline travel, and uh, I've seen some people take those little bottles, you know, Take little bottles of scotch, little whiskey shots. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like. I, I, I can't do it as much anymore. Drinking on the plane. Because then what happens when you land? You still got to be functional. Well, maybe this lady didn't. Doesn't sound like she might ever be functional. Anyhow, okay. Well, my guest today. Did I mention our sponsor? Audible.com? Sure. That, they, they got a bunch. They got Layla Canada. Audible.com, oh, yeah, they got audiobooks in Canada. You need those to drive across that place. You're going to go up to Ottawa. You're going to go up to Banff, right? You're going to go up to Saskatoon. You're going to need some audiobooks. So uh, by all means, check out Audible.com. They've got hundreds of thousands of audio um, uh, products available for you, a variety of different content, probably a lot of exploring. There's probably some things about turtles if you're into that. And uh, there may even be something about uh, comedy and theater read by important people. In, in those fields. Uh, audibletrial.com slash Dale Radio. Go there and uh, you'll get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook download. So just try it once and then you don't ever have to be involved with them again. But uh, we, we do because they're, they're sponsoring the show. Okay, my guest today. Oh, gosh. A talented couple of gals from Toronto. Uh, that great gray city up there. Every time I've been up there, it's overcashed is a polite way to describe it. Uh, Brianna Templeton and Gwyn Phillips are the Templeton Philharmonic. They were named Best Duo at the L.A. Comedy Festival. Together they write and perform original surreal sketch comedy that combines uh, searing social commentary and beautifully fluid interpretive dance. i got to put more dance in my shows. They have appeared at the New York, Chicago, and Toronto Sketch Comedy Festivals. They won the Steam Whistle Producers Pick Award. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. This is a real deal. That's not an easy one to get. You can steam whistle uh, at the Toronto Sketch Fest. Everything's better in Canada. In 2014, they were nominated for Best Sketch Troupe at the Canadian Comedy Awards. They have a new uh, web series, relatively new, I gather, Womanish, uh, which can be found on CBC's uh, Punchline, some kind of uh, Canadian onion. 
you know, the, the, the website, the onion, uh, I don't know. Maybe they don't grow onions up there. So it wasn't relevant. They had to call it punchline. And it's a comedy site. You understand what I'm saying. Uh, and they were terrific to come in. They're doing a bunch of shows around town in New York City. Made the most of it. And uh, we had a wonderful conversation about how you create characters, how you generate things in the sketch comedy world, something I haven't uh, dipped into for a little bit. And uh, it was a, a really, I, I'm appreciative of them coming to talk uh, to me. We recorded this at Harvest Works. Our friends over there, the studio in uh, Soho in Manhattan, which provides a number of resources for media artists of all stripes. So here we go, Templeton Philharmonic. Oh my goodness, Gwen Phillips and Brianna Templeton. I had you confused in my brain. I had mixed you up, but here you are. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Now let's do this. Uh, Gwen, say, say hello. Hello. That's your voice. That's me. And Brianna. Hello. No, hello. <laughs> hi. A cartoonishly high voice. Yeah. Uh, this is great. Such good names. Number one, congratulations. <laughs> Very evocative thanks. names. I think uh, meeting here, thanks for coming down. I know it was a little bit of an ordeal. No problem. We were Ubering. Yeah, we yeah. were. Mm-hmm. Nice driver. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He cracked a couple jokes. Oh, yeah. You got to interact. Yeah. But you were in there for a long time. Yeah. yeah. We listened to a lot of Brian Adams. Yeah. Oh, and we yeah. were in there the car bad. for long enough that we're like, oh, turn up the Brian Adams. <laughs> yeah. As we're going over the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Sure. That's nice. You fun. all bonded. Yeah. yeah we bonded. But you got to get the rating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll wait to do that after. I'll think about it. And then I'll <laughs> Good. I hope so. Well, I'm glad uh, you could meet here uh, at Harvestworks. And I'm sorry that uh, we couldn't get together at Tim Hortons because that did sound like oh, a nice Yeah. We do love Tim nice Hortons. And there's one in Times Square. Yeah. So that's right. why we came to New York. The center of <laughs> yeah. it all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, just uh, uh, between us, what do you think of that coffee? I mean, it used to be good and now it's watered down. What happened? They got cheap. Profits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Actually, they got bought up by Burger King. Yeah, now well, they're fused with Burger King. Yeah, so I think some stuff went down, and you know now it's kind of watery coffee. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a bad move. Yeah. Agreed. Burger King, not known for their coffee. No, no. not at all. Do they serve Tim Hortons at their place? I mean, it's I all don't one think mix. so. It's all mixed in. You can get a classic burger and coffee combo. Still, no, no, no. Be terrible. But I didn't think that Burger King was doing well enough to buy Tim Hortons, in my mind, but... What do I know? That you have a hierarchy of fast food places. Yeah, I do. Who's Wendy's. on top? Um, I'd say oh. Wendy's in right? my mind. Yeah, me too. I'm a big Wendy's fan. Yeah, or a Swiss Chalet Oh, Swiss in Chalet. Oh, like, oh it's like rotisserie chicken and gravy and stuff. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm putting that on my must-eat list the next time I haven't time eaten I breakfast. Can you tell? <laughs> oh, no. Well, enjoy the water. <laughs> I am. <know. laughs> uh, I, I put Wendy's up on the top. Square oh, burgers? Yeah. yeah. I like a spicy Love a square chicken. patty. Frosties? Yeah. Frosties. This is what I'm talking about. And uh, we will talk about it for the rest of the hour. No, uh, Well, welcome back to New York. This is not your first time here. It's not, no. You, you've participated. You're having a good time, though, this trip? What's it been, about a week? It's been about yeah. a week, yeah. We've done a lot of cool stuff. And so you've far. been doing some shows, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a show last night at the Slipper Room. Yeah, mm-hmm. great venue. Great yeah. venue with uh, Seth Herzog. Sure. Uh, that was really fun. Janine Garofalo was there. Mm-hmm. The best. Yeah, she's badass. She's really got it, doesn't yeah, she? she does. She's Still fun. right on. She oh, had the yeah. coolest boots. Yeah, the coolest boots. Always has Even a... cooler vest. Yeah. yeah. My experience of her, which I've said before, she smells like a vanilla candle. I believe She does. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. I, I imagine. I just I passed. I passed her. I I'm think not, this I might have gotten a thing. whiff or two. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, not that she would smell bad, but I'm just. It was nice. Yeah. Someone said we smelled good too, but I didn't think so. Maybe we were, oh, yeah. We were on the subway, and it was really, well, you know. You don't want to smell bad on the subway. No, yeah. I know. And people move away from you. Yeah. Yeah. Then you feel alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that. I'm just taking these uh, cans to the recycling center. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It's true. We got to do different things. So you have fun? You've been doing some good th- – you said oh, yeah. you've been doing some cool stuff. What have you been seeing? Oh, we did a show at uh, Union Hall, too, where they have bocce ball upstairs. Yeah, sure. That Union was really Hall. fun. And, the pit. We what did was the show, show at Union Hall, though? Uh, it was Mike Lee and Black was doing a show and Mike Birbiglia, but we were on after them. We, were on after we weren't in offici- officially close, close on proximity. The you shared yeah. a very small dressing area. We yeah, we, we had a small, a short <laughs> chat with Mike Lee and Black. He was very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said we looked interesting. He would have stayed and watched our set, but he had to leave. Yeah, well, he's got a family and stuff, doesn't yeah, exactly. he? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But uh, well, that, that's great. So you've been doing, you line up a lot of shows then. Yeah. We did. Yeah, that was kind of the plan. We wanted to just do as many as possible. So that, that's fantastic. And the pit ones. I perform both at Union Hall and the Pit. I know both of them very well. Great. Uh, they're, they're great venues. And uh, Pit, Striker stage up there. Big yeah. One, big time. That might be our favorite stage to perform on. Really? Yeah. Almost it's, yeah. It sounds kind of silly, but there's so many entrances to the stage where, for, oh. like, as a sketch performer, you're like, I could use this door or this door. I could surprise you and yeah. come from this wing. We're yeah. very it's theatrical, fun. so yeah. we, we enjoy those doors. Absolutely. I've done the shows downstairs in the underground. And even that, I love coming around different sides of the stage. Yeah, and yeah. why not? Trap doors? To. Yeah, surprising. Yeah. Oh, I like the trap door. Boy, mm-hmm. that's great. And uh, so this is a show that you've been uh, traveling with for a while? This is a new show? Uh, this is like a, a best, best of, of kind of show. Really? Yeah, we have a couple new things, a couple old things, kind of like a mishmash. But um, Yeah, and because we're in a different city, because we're from Toronto, we figured we would do our stuff that we like the best, because chances are they people, people haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it. Yeah. yeah. That's there's one, and the response has been good. Some good crowds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we invited a, some friends we knew in, in New York, and they came, which was great. That's more than I ever have. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> we only know a handful of people, and so they came, and that was nice. And brought their friends, and that was great. Yeah, that's terrific. And uh, but you do a lot of uh, sketch festivals, a lot of festivals around uh, yeah. the country, countries. We, yeah, we've uh, <laughs> what have we done? Chicago, uh, Chicago, New York, Sketchfest at the Pit, of course. Yeah, um, we did L.A. Comedy Fest. And this is you are sort of here for New York Comedy Fest, but you're just missing it. Yeah, I mean we've kind of been like jumping on the the back of the what is it the bandwagon, bandwagon? The, the back of the bandwagon the back of the bandwagon. We went yeah. to a, a panel on uh, women in comedy uh, oh, at Caroline's yesterday, yeah. which so was good. so cool. Yeah, That's um, great. yeah, yeah. We're just kind of doing it all. Now you say there's women in comedy. Apparently. I mean, yeah, that's what they I, say. I get, I get, I know. I have are so they funny? Guests. Oh, are they still arguing that? Yeah. Come on. Let's that's put the that whole thing there. the panel is about. Are they still arguing it? They're not. We should all just realize that. Just let us handle it? No yeah. way. <laughs> no way. No, we're not going to do well. It's a, now, you all met at university. We did. We did. The uh, University of Toronto. That's right. Exactly. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a great place, isn't it? It is. It is. Every time nice. I've been there. Very academic. Yes. I very... said gray. Mm-hmm. Oh, gray. Oh, gray. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Gray and Very gray. gray. It's gray, too. Very it's, old. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah, no, a lot of people gray. having brunch there. Is there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not very many brunch spots no. around there. But... I found the one, and it was quite a wet. What? Was it Futures? I don't know. Oh. I don't remember where it was. 
that's a that that does say a lot about Toronto. If yeah, somebody in New York is like Toronto, they brunch a lot. Well, they do. Oh, like yeah. Toronto do brunch is like crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's in New York, true. we have also been doing kind of a, a lot of brunches. It's Although the brunches time. here, it seems like you guys drink a lot more at the yeah. at brunch. Yeah. And there's a it's I I don't know I I love this this also oh subtle differences between Canada and the United States in terms of like. Like brunch drinks, for example, yeah. um, in uh, here it's like a Bloody Mary, I guess. That's what people so do. We yeah. have Caesars. Caesars, which, which is, is like Caesar? a, a Bloody Clam. Mary, but it has clam juice. Clam juice. Oh, that clamato. It's clamato. Clamato. It sounds gross. It's actually really you good. You say clamato. I say clamato. 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 Tornado. It's like it's it's tomato sauce. I mean tomato. It's just raw clams <laughs> juice in oh, a cup. <laughs> Sounds great. I mm. definitely want to. You see ones. why people are lining up? Yeah, <laughs> for breakfast. Uh, now, uh, uh, judging from the press photos and everything that you put out there, I'm going to mm-hmm. assume that you both grew up in some kind of Victorian mansion surrounded we by uh, creepy dolls. Oh, yeah. you are right on the money. Mm-hmm. That's okay. exactly what we. Good. Yeah. That um, that's time. kind of just our aesthetic. I don't know why we just. Yeah. Well, as soon as we we came up with uh, our name, the Templeton Philharmonic, we were originally going to be Templeton Phillips, and then we thought it sounded too law firmy and. Uh... Sounds like Wilson Phillips. Yeah, yeah Wilson Phillips as well. also. Yeah, great band. Great mm-hmm. band. Um, but uh, yeah, then we sort of. Thought, I won't get into Ooh. it, but I once owned a pair of Carney Wilson's cowboy boots. Oh, Moving oh. on, you can't not get into that. Wow. We don't need wow. to talk about the it. Stories. I wish her well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as I said, you know, many of my family—I've met uh, family ties to Canada, and mm-hmm. I talk about it. I've, I've always felt a kinship to the place. I always have a good time there. You I sound like, Canadian. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you sound Canadian. So from the yes, upper yes. provinces, this is how we talk. Oh, I uh, never knew that. Well, and Canada is very hot right now. Very hot. Oh, right I now. thought like, you meant literally, like, literally, because it is quite hot for or, for Canada. Oh yeah. It's well, everything's warming warm. up. That's yeah. a, that's a problem. But yeah, you've got this like, uh, uh, hunky new. Piece we do. Yeah, he is very hunky, I must yeah, say. Yeah. Right? And he's got a cabinet that looks like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's oh, true. Absolutely. Plus and a couple ladies. Yeah. I know he has League of Extraordinary ladies. ladies, yeah. So you must be riding pretty high as Canadians. It seems like it. Yeah. Like, well, with the Blue Jays and stuff. Sure. Too. Doing really well. How about them Jays? Yeah. yeah. Trudeau just being super cool. Yeah. yeah. We're like getting cooler, I think. I we got Drake. So. We got Bieber. Oh, the weekend. We got The weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Just the weekend in general. We uh, got weekends. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the band? Yeah, as well. well right? yeah. Yes, yeah, and and the weekends. Yeah. Well, you already lined up brunch with that clam business, exactly. <laughs> and that's uh, that's terrific. But do you think this is going to be the Canadian century? That's what people are saying. Ooh, is that what, what people really? are saying? No, not oh. really. <laughs> that's what you're saying. <laughs> we would have walked away being like, "Well, the what are we world doing in New ours? York?" Yeah. But now the comedy scene in—I'm uh, not going to say all of Canada, but in, in Toronto—always uh, been healthy. And it struck me that there's uh, maybe more of a tradition of sketch, oh. generally than like here. The improv has kind of got the. It does kind of feel that way. Well, we have like kids in the hall, and yeah, um, we have a really strong comedy scene in Toronto, and especially like, well, not especially, but sketch and sketch improv, improv. The Bad Dog Theater is uh, really great for improv, and Comedy Bar is amazing for stand up and sketch and improv. So yeah, is that because it is colder and you just have more time to write and think about things? I mean, maybe like it's just it gets very cold and depressing, and so you got to find a way to laugh you know yeah. mm-hmm. but uh i don't know why why else it would be this what is like kind of an to... untapped industry in yeah. toronto i'd say yeah comedy is an untapped industry yeah i mean like in toronto like, like i feel like there's a lot of talent that's not 
that people don't quite know about yet. Uh, uh-huh. But in a few years, just you wait. Uh, yeah, it's happening. That's yeah. why I wanted to get you in now before it's uh, too difficult to do so. Uh, <laughs> uh, but do, do you, how, what drew you to uh, to sketch as a form? Were you we, doing other we things beforehand? We fell into it, I We really think. did. We, yeah. were, we met uh, at university. We started working together after university because we were never cast in anything mm-hmm. together. Everything was very gray and dreary. And gray and then, dreary. And then, um, um, yeah, we started writing a play about dreams because yeah. we had a very classical theater training You're background. more of a, a theater track, which was what yeah. you did. Yeah, so we're yeah. like, we'll do this experimental show, short bits about people's dreams, and we'll interview people, et cetera, et cetera. There was and one then, point where a sail of a ship turned into a hammock, turned yes. into like oh. some other thing. It was going to be extremely serious <laughs> exploration <laughs> yeah. of the psyche. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once we started putting everything on its feet, our director said, like, I think you guys are just writing sketches <laughs> he's like, like weird characters are like, just really like I think you're just yeah this is a sketch show uh-huh. so then we did it for the Montreal Fringe Festival yeah and then uh, we got nominated for the Just for Laughs Best English Comedy Award and we're like oh I guess comedy is kind Come of what on. we should be Maybe doing we should do that pretty good and how long ago was that oh four and a half years Four and a half years pretty ago. pretty decent. So yeah, you, you've been racking up some good accolades yeah. in that time. Well, we we haven't works. stopped. We kind of just kept kept going. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've had some really cool opportunities lately, like coming here yeah, and doing absolutely. the show. And we also did a <laughs> yeah, show yeah. with um, this moment. Yeah, um, uh, Chris Hadfield, who's the an astronaut, astronaut oh. which was oh, yeah. really cool. You know, astronauts and the... comedy. Like, yeah, who plays the ukulele? Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Oh, that's great. So we did a show at Massey Hall. I don't know if you know Massey Hall. Uh, it's like a really big, huge venue, sure. and it was scary but fun. Yeah. yeah. How many people in there? 2,600? 3,000? Yeah. And you have to adjust for that? I did I a couple mean, of sketches a long time ago in Chicago, in one of those big, big theaters. Yeah, we had to tough. wear mics, and that was tough, because we don't usually use mics or wear them. So. Yeah, or like our um, our choreography, because we usually dance a bit in between That's our right. sketches. Yeah. We had to just like have giant strides and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it was You have to make it a different. little bigger. What about the timing, though? Doesn't it get a little goofed up when you have to project? I mean, uh, when the sound bounces? I mean, bounces? well, we do a sketch about Foley. We have a, a sketch that where we have, like, it's sort of a radio sketch, actually. We have like a glockenspiel and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, set in the noises. 50s, so... Yeah. That was actually okay because we were against, like, right up against the mics, like, kind of like this. Oh, yeah. And um, so that didn't really matter. But there's a sketch, another one we do, where we play, like, grandmothers who hallucinate on mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that was a little tougher because... You know, we yeah. had to like hallucinate and run around Here the stage. Here we are but... in our living room, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Right. where everyone else was doing talks on like data and like interesting, cool, yeah, scientific. Yeah, almost everyone was a scientist or like an and or an astronaut. And then oh, that's we're, what the like, whole scene, the yeah. festival was. Yeah, and yeah, like, the whole thing we... was kind of like mixing it up. So there was comedy and music and science, but you know. Yeah. Did you talk to the astronaut at all? We did. We did. Yeah. We were sharing a dressing room with oh, him, man. which was cool. Yeah, but, very uh, cool. Yeah, was like, like oh, you're brushing are... your teeth like you did in space. Yeah, and uh, it's like we're adjusting over here. his tie, and I just was like mesmerized, but probably really creepy in hindsight. <laughs> and we're just trying to do like tongue twisters to yeah. warm up. Yeah, yeah a little red leather, yellow leather yeah, back exactly. then. And uh, uh, but uh, that must have been fascinating. Did you grill him on anything? Um, I asked him if he had ever sung David Bowie, um, Ground Control to Major Tom. I asked him if he had ever sung it with David Bowie. And he's oh. like, no, but maybe in the future. Like, anything's possible. And I was like, whoa, space. Tight-lipped about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's got something planned. Maybe. Um, so. Would you like to go into space? Oh, yeah. I, no. No? I would never want to go decision. into space. No. 
I, yeah, I, when I was around five years old, I really wanted to be an astronaut. I had a, a picture book about, you know, going into space and <laughs> weirdly, like, there was sort of my top three things about space was like, one, you know, the view would be amazing. Two, uh, floating around. Wow. And three, uh, they had great illustrations of them just eating things like floating cubes. And yeah. it was like, I thought I was like, that's the life for me. Sounds great. But then um, I think my dad made a comment of like, oh, but space, wouldn't that be scary? Like, what if you go and then you're not able to come back? And that I was like, OK, never mind. Maybe not. Yeah, no, well, there's a multitude of things. I don't really I have a bad like inner ear. So I feel oh, like no. I'd be nauseous constantly. Mm-hmm. I just got to wear a band or something. Yeah, I mean, and I think I would get out there. I'd see Earth from afar, and then I'd be like, "That's amazing! Wow!" And then after like twenty minutes, I'd be like, like, "Okay, okay, can we go back now?" Like, yeah. you know, I would. <laughs> Space tour is not for me. Yeah. So not going to I'd Mars. I'd be terrified. No. No. And I don't like the idea of like no oxygen. I oh, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. You get claustrophobic. A little. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit of a hypochondriac, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad we're in a small space (laughs) uh, right now. Um, Well, that's interesting. I would go. I'd be all right up there. Yeah? I'd go, sure. I think I can do well. At first, I I take the aisle seat on the plane because I like to have a little bit of room and I don't like the window. But I think if I were in space, I'd be – number one for me would be floating. Mm -hmm. I'd like to do the float part. Eating things that are floating around in like balls or cubes, I'm in. That yeah. seems kind of cool. Uh, I would do that. Yeah. Pac-Man thing. But I don't want to do the thing where they take you up in the plane and drop you for that moment of weightlessness because yeah. that's woof, woof. Ooh, uh, yeah. That's just going to be a sick machine for I mean, me. I don't like going on roller coasters that go upside down, so I, I probably wouldn't do very well. You know what I take is a little bit of a chlortimetron. It's a, it's a, what like is a, chlortimetron? Well, it sounds like, like a, something that like would a, take you like back in time. right now. Yeah. 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 It's like an antihistamine or something. Chlortimetron. And, it, and it, uh, it always allowed me to – it got rid of my travel sickness. Oh. It sounds like a robot more than – Yeah. Is it a tiny robot? It's yeah. a tiny yeah. robot. You take you a ingest. tiny robot yeah. and yeah. I'm he sorry. Helps what you. did you think I was <laughs> okay. Well, um, there's a lot of talk about time travel. Yes. Right now. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk about going back in time and killing evil babies, which is not something I'm a – a proponent of or a oh. fan of. Have you heard about this? Like, I have not. Is this well, a sci-fi thing that trend? we should know? No, no. They, I think they asked Jeb Bush the other. He's running oh, for president. Right. He, he's, he's not going to do it. But he was running. They said, well, if you would. I think other people had asked this question. But they asked him, if you could go back in time and kill uh, baby Hitler, would you do it? And, of course, he said, hell yeah, I would. Which I'm not voting uh, for anybody who's that careless lady. about time yeah. travel. Oh, if we end interesting. Up the point of bringing all that up is. And you don't know what you're going to do. You could, I mean, what what could happen? You could anger a, a baby brother of baby yeah. Hitler. It could all. Yeah, you never know. It's going to blow up in your face if you do that. Yep. Anyway, if I could go back in time, is my point. I would go back and see that um, production of Godspell back there in Canada where you had all the great people. Oh, Eugene seven, Levy. Oh, Eugene, yeah. Marty Short, oh. Gilda, Gilda Radner. I don't know if Catherine was in it or not. Well, maybe she wasn't. I, I want to say that she wasn't, but I'm not sure. Victor Garber, all those people. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. There's such a rich history of great performers where all those influences, uh, if you were going on a more theatrical track, maybe you weren't tuned into that kind of thing. But I mean, yes, I well, I love all those SCTV guys. And the more recent, but like Mike Myers and yeah, like, Jim Carrey. Yeah. And, but the thing crazy. is, I feel like a lot of people don't know that they're Canadian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They come the down States. here and it yeah. just kind of gets dissolved. And it's just like, oh, I didn't know that person was Canadian. And we have a lot of pride about like, you know, and, John Candy. And, and it's a bit of a, 
a joke amongst Canadians too, if they're especially from their states and stuff. It's like somehow always knowing if somebody, like a celebrity or somebody, is Canadian. We're like, how do we know? We just we just we do. Just somehow, we take a lot of pride sort of... in the fifty celebrities. Yeah, that yeah. We have. <laughs> well, they're all great. They are. Yeah. I mean, we really can, we breed them. You can well. take pride in them because they're yeah. they're terrific. They're made in a lab, in like a comedy lab. <laughs> is that what it yeah. is? I see. Yeah. Well, uh, back to the Templeton Philharmonic and you guys coming together there out of the theater show. Have, do you want to do more uh, theatrical? We've done uh, quite shows a... that are less sketch based, or is that well? We, we've done a lot yeah. of site specific theater. We yeah. wrote um, a couple of shows actually. The first one was called Sock Dowager. And it was a 1920s uh, murder mystery, I guess you could say, in, mm-hmm. a, in an old house called the Campbell House. Yeah, and it's the, literally the oldest surviving house in, Tor- in Toronto. Yeah. So we ha- it has three different floors, and we've had sort of this shifting plot structure where if you could follow around a different character and you'd see the show in a different order in this a different before way. before we knew about Sleep No More, and everyone's like, you guys are copying Sleep No More. And we're like... What's that? What? Yeah. We actually had, like, you get a card when you walk in. The card takes you. I don't know if you've seen Sleep No More, but well, it's I, more I, of a I've theater thing. things like it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you walk so in, we, uh, we did somebody's that Somebody's always show. whispering at you. That's yes, the only part exactly. I like, I like when some lady whispers at me. Then yeah, we had it. a lot of it's secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, um, yeah, we did that show. And then last summer we did a show called An Evening in July, which was a uh, site-specific show set in the 70s that was loosely based on Grey Gardens, Yeah, where we played uh, reclusive sisters. So in that way, how are you informed by the site? Well, we had a um, this sort of uh, church space that had an interior courtyard that was like, we made that into their garden, and then we had like an adjacent uh, sort of, uh, what is it called? Uh, not the rectory, but oh, the, there was a the parish hall. Parish there. hall we used we, as sort of we created we, can, we turned it into their like, like a uh, sort of a, a decaying glamorous sort of seventies mansion, which you could wander around inside, and mm-hmm. then uh, outside you could wander around the garden space, which uh, we did a lot of uh, set design to it, but it also happened to have like ruins of a previous church that was there from mm-hmm. like a hundred years before that burned down. So there was, including this old tower that's attached to nothing else. It's just mm-hmm. a tower freestanding in the middle. So mm-hmm. that really ended cool. up figuring into the plot quite a bit. Yeah. So, nice. I mean, ideally you'd want to do a site-specific piece at a reclusive two reclusive sisters house at a house but you know we we made, made one we made, made a house one. they lived in a creepy house and with a creepy tower yeah. yeah so is there always a i mean that sounds like a visually intensive kind of production i mean yeah. you got to have yes. costumes and all that mm-hmm. do do you borrow from that language of the the couple of photos that i saw that kind of victorian ladies business or uh well, we kind of do. We shift from era to era. We like to explore different um, time periods. So yeah. we uh, we do all the set design and costume design ourselves because we're insane. And uh, yeah, we didn't. We just kind of found all of our own stuff, like yeah. Uh, yeah. vintage stores. But and... it's important to you to have that visual element when you're creating. It's, yeah. yeah, very important. We almost. It sounds very. I don't even know if we should admit to this, but sometimes we start from an aesthetic point and of I, view. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why is that for for us, we love writing uh, sketches where people take themselves very seriously, and it's even easier for uh, to write a character like that if they're from another era, I think. You uh-huh. have a different, uh-huh. Yeah, because we tend to imbue the past with more sense of seriousness. Mm-hmm. I see. Yes. Farther back you go, more serious? Mm-hmm. And I then guess, the yeah. more silly. <laughs> it's You can tell in photos, I yeah. think. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's our we idea collect Victorian photos. And... Yeah. 
Oh, really? Yeah. There's a lot of that around there? I mean, whenever we can find them. We found a lot of them in New York, actually. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we go to like weird antique stores and collect weird Old photographs photos. of random people. So. Pretty, pretty yeah. decent. And yeah. then you can make up a story from there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We have. Well, uh, interesting. Well, this is, uh, you know, the show is about characters and people mm-hmm. who create characters. So when you're, when you're beyond the site specificity, of the production, mm-hmm. the characters themselves, they are informed by uh, photographs. How do you go about, you said you start with a visual of them, which mm-hmm. I'm very sympathetic to. I don't do a lot of character work, but uh, the few occasions that I have had, I always start with what does that character look like, and I have to get a good pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes are, a lot of sense. What are the shoes for that character? Yeah. How do they walk? Mm-hmm. And what is the what is the shape that they take up in, in space going forward? Yeah. Similar uh, uh, method for you? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or, I mean, that's a very theatrical way to approach character work um, yeah. we were always told in theater school like get a good pair of shoes you you know if you uh, if you're a certain kind of like old crotchety old man they would or if you have some sort of like then put on stilettos no yeah, yeah, yeah. stilettos exactly <laughs> or put like rocks game. in your shoes yeah. and it'll give you sort of oh, like yeah. that you know like put a, p- a couple pebbles that's what they told us to do yeah, I don't yeah. know but that I kind agree. of thing is a is a really interesting way to for us is a way to kind of like launch into um, different characters yeah and or different uh, voices mm-hmm. as well like mm-hmm. oh I heard somebody a person with this interesting you know, vocal thing on the yeah, subway. Yeah, we used to also just uh, set up a an iPhone or some sort of recording device and just, um, just interview riff. each other mm-hmm. uh, and just go back and forth interviewing each other and we would just swap out, like try different voices, try different things and then go back, listen to it and see like which characters sounded interesting and what could we turn into a sketch. Or... Mm-hmm. And then when it's, when it's actually on its feet in a sketch show, mm-hmm. you, uh, uh, it's, is it very... Um... Do you have the costumes and all that stuff, too, or are you, you're pretty pared down We're when it comes to that? pretty pared down. We, a couple of sketches we bring, you know, um, we have a sketch where we play monks, so we have, like, beards and um, we have mermen. We have, like, mermen, um, a mermen sketch where we have, like, tails and, and stuff. And beards. Yeah. And beards as well. <laughs> um, Classic mermen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have a sketch where we both play the same person, so we have to look the same, so we wear the same wig and we have the same trench coat. So, yeah. um but other than that, we don't really, you know, we don't really have that. Yeah, more just wear black. We have black leotards. Leotards. And, and yep, then we jump around intense. and dance and stuff. That's so how, how do you balance then the equation between uh, having a great character as, as a starting place, uh, a great character, maybe you don't know the premise, or you start with a great premise and you're not sure who's going to be the character of it? Um, we usually, well, I think it's about 50-50, our yeah. writing process. Uh, sometimes we'll sort of have... Um, like a lightning bolt of like, oh, here, here exactly is the game of this sketch, and here's mm-hmm. how we'll write it. Uh, but uh, and then the other half of the time, we'll have like, oh, this is a Gwen. You, I love that character voice you did. Let's write something for that mm-hmm. character and yeah. find out where, the, where, what situation we can put them in. Or we'll usually do like a brainstorming thing yeah. where we just go like, okay, five minutes, time's up. Like in five minutes, you got to write as many ideas as possible, and then we'll go back and forth and be like, is this idea stupid? What do you think of this? And are there some signature uh, characters? In our sketches? Ooh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Um, One, we, we do, we really like doing a lot of like 40s and 60s era kind of like mm-hmm. movie voices. Uh, we have one sketch where the premise is uh, two women who look 
the same, who are both in a... Oh, that's kind of oh, a, yeah, the thriller. Well, that's the one where we wear the trench coats. We're uh-huh. basically the same person. It's like the woman in the mirror, but basically, it's very complicated. It's a, yeah, it's sort of like a movie trailer, 1960s movie trailer, uh, where the announcer says, she thought she was alone. She thought she was alone. And so it's basically two scared ingenues in the same haunted house scaring each other from different parts of the house. Ah, I see. And it gets weird. Yeah. We also, in the Foley sketch, we have um, Brianna plays two different characters. Uh, it's like um, an excerpt from a fictional play called The Women's Hour. So uh, there's Madre. Oh, no, there's. Um, Oh, I think Rose. Rose. Rose sort of speaks like this, and sort of a sort of molassesy smoker. And then, and then, uh, Marjorie is just right up here, and they're sisters, but they sound different. Yeah, yeah and I'm ah. the announcer, and I'm like, "Hello, welcome to the 1958 edition of Fun with Foley." Like that type Very of thing. Very prim. Um, it's sort of a record, and you listen, and then we tell you all the stories. Yeah, I love it. I want to see more of that or hear more of it for sure. Um, what what drew you to that era? Beyond that sort of like, let's find the silliness of the seriousness. Do you grow up watching the movies? Yeah, I grew up what's... watching a lot of older films. I mean, everybody grows up I watching movies. What, 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 like, but how did you see them? I don't know. My parents watched a lot of like Turner classics. Uh-huh. and uh, My grandmother was like British and she was just, she loved all those old you know, actors from the 50s, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just was surrounded by it, kind of, growing up. I listened to a lot of jazz as a kid. Yeah. Um, I was just kind of did immersed that, in did it. Did that feel weird, though? Weird? No, it was totally normal. I mean, other people are listening to popular music. I mean, yeah, that, you know, when I was like, my favorite song is Take Five by <laughs> Dave Brubeck. <laughs> and everyone in my class is like, what? cool, I like the Spice Girls. Um, it is a good song. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, great um, album. Yeah, yeah. I listened to I know it off by heart because yeah. I was a gardener and that was the only CD in my disc man. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, exactly. While weeding, just yeah. while weeding, yeah. yeah, for hours. Oh my! Um, but yeah, I wasn't that. I mean, I guess that's why I, my favorite movie growing up was Wizard of Oz when I was little, li- very little. So it's kind of just kind of just raised. Yeah, like watching classics. I guess. Yeah, I watched a lot of classics too, and. Yeah, I guess for us theater school, we had to study a lot of Tennessee Williams and stuff like that. Yeah. So for us, it's yeah. really fun to get to poke fun at yeah, poke fun at those brilliant pieces of art. But yeah, uh, yeah. he's a great one. Though. Yeah, he gives you great. plenty of room. Yeah, <laughs> it's some very colorful yeah. stage directions. Mm-hmm. Really very sets the stage scene. Directions. Yeah, 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 really sets it. Well, that's but you you feel like you were popular kids. I mean. Not unpopular. Yeah. I mean, maybe at one point in my life I was unpopular. Grade four was a bit of a rough tough year. One, that's rough a tough go, one. yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe grade like eight. But other than that, I mean, yeah. not unpopular, but not the coolest yeah. kids, you know. I mean, it was like, yeah, but kind of a social butterfly of like different groups of friends and stuff like that. Like, I think we were both interested in, in popular stuff of that era growing up, too, mm-hmm. but. Do you think the connection to the crown informs some kind of uh, nostalgia? Oh, like the, the Commonwealth? Commonwealth. Yeah. Mm. I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like with the CBC sort of has um, similarities to the, yeah. the BBC. And... Everything always felt a little, few, a few years back whenever I'd go oh, up there. No. Oh, no. Not, I mean, it was charming. It was no, no problem. <laughs> but I always felt like, oh, here we are yeah. in 1996 again. Oh, oh no. This is wonderful. Yeah, well. It's 2000. Oh, and I know. It's updated, it's updated now. It's updated now. It's updated now. I think they've yeah. got it together. 
Yeah, but we're really cool now. Mm-hmm. So that's <laughs> no, really I'm telling cool. you, it's, it's a Canadian we are so cool. <laughs> Do you have any um, problem sketches that you just refuse to let go of? You're still working it out? Ooh, there's a couple of those. The ones that we still perform or that we the ones like that we want to we write. never perform Oh, that we want to write or that we that we're having issues well, with. Well, the ones that you're having issues with, maybe that doesn't make it out of the writing room, but you love it. And maybe There's you'll this just really do it weird sketch I wrote about real estate that we tried once and then like it just was oh, so yeah. confusing because there were so many rooms <laughs> and like no one could follow it. And the this kind of the seed of uh I mean this is totally the wrong way to go about writing a sketch, yeah. listeners. But uh we uh the phrase, I think you said it, Gwen, uh, by accident, uh, stained glass appliances instead of stained steel appliances. Stain and we're like, steel, oh, yeah. man, we have to write something about that. And so it was all a real estate agent, like, <laughs> pitching this house, but it was Just all the make any weirdest. Sense. Like, a man, there was, like, a man cave, but it was actually a cave with, like, stalactites in the basement. It's just really dumb. But um, <laughs> we were like... We tried it once, and it was, everyone was like, wait, where are you now? Like It was like, through this beaded curtain, oh, follow me to the kitchen. Like It was just very All confusing. one building, but contained yeah. many Yes, yeah. it was like a ma- confusing Escher painting. And everyone and was like, I'm lost. It became a confusing sketch, which yeah. was kind of what we wanted, but not that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And as you uh, indicated earlier, one of the things that you do with the shows, within the shows, is they're all linked uh, together. It's always a problem in sketch, in any sketch. Number one, ending. Always tough. Oh, and yeah. then, two, a uh, transition. So you kind of set it up nicely. And you've uh, incorporated this uh, very fluid interpretive dance. Yes, yeah. we do do that. And and what was the – first of all, what was the first show? Do you remember the first show you did? Yeah. yeah it was uh, – well, the very first show we did was at the Annex Live, which was a preview for our show in Montreal Fringe, which we weren't sure how that was going to go at all. I mean, that was the first time we ever did, like, any yeah. kind of dancing. And from that show, we still had dance transitions. I yeah. guess for us, we uh, – even though it's it's so typical just having, you know, the light, the lights go down and music while you set up the next thing to us, it, we were worried about it seeming like dead air. Dead air, yeah. yeah. So we I decided, don't even know why we did so that. So instead, we're like, oh, I know, interpretive dance. And uh, that's – We don't really know why we did that. Yeah. But, but then people are like, those transitions, they're so great. It's so smart. And I'm like, I don't okay. even know. I, I don't remember why we did it. But it would, now we just, that's just what we do. It's but hard to remember. It's part of the DNA of the thing. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, but what it doesn't do is allow you a lot of time to change. Well, we usually change while we dance. Yeah. So yes, you've made it part of the thing. Meta. It's part of the Be thing. Like, so here, yeah. I'm, we're dancing, putting on putting glasses. Putting on glasses, putting on a jacket. Like, putting on a beard, yeah. putting on shoes. Mm-hmm. Putting, yeah. I got it. And, and, uh, <laughs> and go. I just want to see how long no, I, I could I, go. I appreciate right. that. Uh, but um, did you had you performed, though, on stage together? Did you know anything about each other? Yes. Yeah. We did a... Um, so we did we did a weird show in Milan in As our, one fi- and our final year uni- in, in our final year of yeah. university where Brianna wrote basically a sketch but I don't think she realized she was writing a sketch. No, I thought it was just like oh, it was just a really intense mildly humorous uh futuristic sketch about um, about like choosing the gender and eye color of your baby in the future. Oh yeah. yeah. And I play and then I don't know why, but you Brianna's up- like, can you play, can you puppeteer this marionette while singing um, Omeo Bambino? And I was like, yes, I will do that. And uh, yeah, and she was great. And uh, yeah, so our first That was our first sketch- like, time performing together, which is very strange. We were also in gold bodysuits. <laughs> so far, it's yeah, a winner. But maybe actually we were wearing like, you know, um, what are they called? It's a little tight. Leotards. 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 Yeah. We were wearing leotards in that show. 
and dancing around and sort of, so maybe that had some sort of. So that was sort of the genesis of us working together. Yeah. It goes deep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But you knew each other socially? You didn't grow up together? Oh, yeah. Oh, we, no, we hung out in university. We're always in the same like circles, but we never got cast together. I don't, I may be poor. We also were told to like not, not do comedy. They're like, oh, it's a, if you make a joke in the scene or you're trying to be funny, like it's a crutch. Or yeah, something. they're like, oh, you're falling back on it and you really shouldn't do that. So we had some, yeah, lovely acting professors and stuff at U of T, but there, it was very serious. Right. Very serious, yeah. That's a good way to get a comedian, tell him not to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and were you involved in theater growing up, though? You must have been. Yes, yeah. We Doing were. all the old great Canadian musicals? Yeah, I was in Crazy for You. Yeah. I played Wyatt, the cowboy. Yeah. I also played Sarah Brown in Guys and Dolls. Uh-huh, wonderful. Um, I played the witch in Into the Woods. So you, you were there. Yeah, I liked, I did a lot of musicals as a kid. Um, you do more I, singing now? No, I was in choir for five years, and um, I was in like a band a, briefly. Like adult choir? Um, like a kids choir, oh, like okay. a, the, the toys choir, we were called oh. Theater Orangeville Youth Singers. Oh, very nice. But they were plugging the Theater Orangeville Youth Singers. Yeah, we they were a well. big deal. They did, um, we uh, sang for the queen as and, you do uh, in Commonwealth countries. And uh, wow. Joseph in the Technicolor dream code mm. in Toronto with yeah. Donny Osmond, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's I mean, cool. I didn't get to do that show, uh, but I'll just pretend but, like but I did. They did. Yeah, they that's did. That's a good, good uh, group to be associated with. Yeah, keep it on the resume. Yeah, well, the Theater Orangeville was huge. They uh, they had like young company and theater programs for kids, and it was amazing. It's like a professional theater. So uh, I did like their summer program every year. So that was kind of my introduction to steeped in it. Yeah. You love it. You love it. <laughs> the theater yeah. it loves you. Yeah. Well. I mean, we'll I don't know if theater loves us, but we'll we see. love theater. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got this series too, womanish. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, I would say you both are very womanish. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Um, yes. Are there situations that you created specifically for the series, or are they things that came out of the sketches? There are things that happen to us. Yeah. Oh, real life. Yeah, yeah, real life things. Which is interesting because a lot of our sketches are are pretty out there and sort of surreal, like for our our live shows. Yeah. Um, for the example of the ones we're hardly doing any it. of our sketches are yeah. based in reality. reality. Very few, Very and I think few. that's because our first show was supposed to be about dreams. So we sort of since then we've always sort of had a surreal kind of branding to yeah. our, our live work but we yeah we did Womanish which is our web series uh, which we did with the CBC and uh, that we we pitched something that was a bit more naturalistic in our approach and so mm-hmm. for our, our perspective for writing it we pretty much all it's all inspired by real life events yeah so you have a pretty devastating episode that deals with dating a performance artist. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, that one wasn't really. No, but we have that was more like the performance artist was more making fun of ourselves, making fun of yeah, yeah. and our mm-hmm. show and that's uh, that's Dan Byrne who plays the performance artist She's who is great. on Fargo. Oh, show. A, and he's wonderful. a very talented actor, and everyone should know about Dan Byrne. Yeah, well mm-hmm. done. Now they will, mm-hmm. and you also have one with a terrible interaction around laundry. Yeah. yeah. So that was basically well, that was our actual laundry room in our in our oh. we hotel. Were, we were, <laughs> I wish <laughs> our apartment where we lived. Yeah, and, we were um, It was very. It was a terrifying laundry room, yeah. and we always thought that, like you know, when you take someone else's laundry out what of the of the dryer or, or of the washing machine, you leave it in a heap because so you can put yours in. Like, what are they going to do to your laundry? So, and if they come down at the same time, yeah, it's really anxiety. awkward. Awkwardness. You see, ensues. I think that is a specifically Canadian. 
Is it? Kind Is of, it? Uh, impulse. Americans don't care. I don't think no, because I have it. I oh. have the. I I don't want to put you out in any way. I don't want you to see that I've taken your precious items and set them aside. I would have a tremendous anxiety about that. We have which a lot I of owe it to my to my roots, uh, and and I don't think other people care. I think if you're here, they would not think twice about putting it putting it on the floor. Wow. So that's what, you know, we got to get used to this sort of New yeah. Yorker vibe. We've got to let go of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Got to stop apologizing. Anxiety. Like, I realized I said sorry twice to the same person. And then she was just looked at me very confused. Like, why are you apologizing? I preemptively do it all the time. Yeah. It's not even my fault. Yeah. I, I just, I, I want, if I bump into the person, sorry, absolutely. Sorry, but sorry. if they bump into me, sorry. Oops. Oops. Is sorry. What I, oops a lot of sorry. oops. Yeah. Lots of that. <laughs> yeah. And then they were making fun of us last night for saying sorry, sorry. instead of sorry. And I, yeah, washroom instead of I always say washroom. They're like, what? You're oh, going to yeah. go wash? Like, what is that? You can't hear my eye roll, but that's what's happening. Because <laughs> somebody whacked me on the head with the umbrella just yesterday. And I said, oh, sorry. It's okay. Now, what am I going to get upset about? I can't do it. You see? I belong up yeah, there. Yeah, we, we, we get you. Come, yeah, Let's come across the border. Uh, so you were roommates too? Yeah, yeah. we were. Gosh, that's three a lot years. of time together. Was. Yeah, it was. But it actually yes. was great because we were we were developing our voice, if you will. Yeah. And I think it helped to kind of like, we were just steeped in it. Like everything was, our house was filled with props and costumes and. Yeah. Well, that's what happens with sketch groups, though, too, is that there's such an intimacy yeah. because you need to know how to write for the other person mm -hmm. and yeah. how what they're going to do, mm -hmm. what's funny about them. Yeah, yeah. And you need to kind of observe them for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And that can lead to trouble because then some people, if you know, a bigger group, maybe it could happen with two people, I guess, but that there's dating that happens yeah. mm -hmm. and then there's um, other levels of intimacy that just then you get into fights. There's uh, different dynamics that come yeah. out all from the family, that kind of stuff. So it can drive you apart as a sketch group, too. But I'm glad to see that it's it's bonded you only yeah, together. Yeah. And then we, we moved into different apartments. And then we, yeah. And we, we still live close by. Yeah. And so that's we, fine. Yeah. And yeah. we still work together all the time. But you know each that. other's, uh, this sounds worse than, uh, I mean it to, but you know each other's instruments. Yes. Yeah. You know what to do. <laughs> yes. You know what to do. Philharmonic. Yes. Yes. But isn't Seriously. there also uh, something just about, a Canadian sense of humor too, as we're talking about huh. this kind of um, might be more British, maybe. maybe British, maybe British. But uh, let me let me see, uh, because I think British might be slightly even more a certain way. But that there's a slyness to it, huh. like we could be kind of sitting there eating pancakes, and you might just gently slide a dagger into the abdomen and pull it back, and then and apologize, then, and, and then apologize. <laughs> And maybe offer some some Tim Hortons coffee, but there's something there that's a little bit like it's yeah. a it's a very polite wickedness where I think Ooh. British is much more wicked. Well, I have I I see exactly what you're yeah. saying because we think Canada is a very passive aggressive mm -hmm. country. Yeah. Um. So because you know there's a lot of conservative. Well, Toronto is very you know passive aggressive. I find. Mm -hmm. So it, I think there's a lot of like. Uh, slyness that might come from that, or yeah. yeah, a lot of people being like polite, polite to your face, right. or like but, uh, you know, yeah, or there's um, I've heard often people who travel to Toronto and say like, oh, people are so nice here, and I guess that's true technically, but it's still it's Toronto as much as I really love it there, it's yeah. a great town with a lot of awesome people and awesome things happening. It's 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 difficult to just start conversations with yeah, people. Yeah, New Yorkers seem a lot more friendly, I yeah, would be honest. Genuinely yeah, genuinely. Like okay. they you know, as much as they 
are like, get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. we're all in it together. <laughs> yeah, 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 it yeah. seems like, yeah. you know, if Who you, are you ask. What are you doing? Yeah. 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 Versus Toronto's more like, oh, you're over there and I'm over here and uh, everything is uh, is safe. Yeah, and... like if you ask for directions in Toronto, people are like, why are you talking to me? Like, hmm. Whereas here it's like, oh, where do you need to go? And like, where, what station right, you are you getting out at? 15 people come You out. want a restaurant recommendation? It's like, yes, this yes, is all thank great. You. Yeah. People always ask me for directions. Oh, yeah. I think oh, yeah. I must just have a trusting face. You do. Yeah. You do. And people always, I don't, I was in Paris. People, where, where do I get to? First time here. I don't know. It's, yeah, you do have a trust. But then I face. gotta open the phone and I help the people out. But That's great. You know, it doesn't matter where I am. People always ask me. Oh. But you look at like Martin Short, Marty Short. Look at one of his uh, tribute things. It's always like just, just sticking Ooh. it to them. You know, there's this yep. little. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And it's unexpected. And I think that's why it plays so well here. Oh, mm. that's a good uh, anyway. hypothesis. Thanks. Yeah, I like anyway, that. Just yeah. trotting them out. So, uh, and you have uh, other, you have jobs outside of comedy? Brianna has a great job. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I work as a producer for um, a creative department at a, a company. They basically have, a, it's a theater chain. Oh. Yeah. Like a, like, so kind of a movie theater chain. Mo yeah. Like an AMC or one of those yeah, kind of things. Yeah, basically. Cineplex. Cineplex, Cineplex. Cineplex. Sure. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I work writing and producing commercials for them, and then I... And I act in the commercials. Yeah. Oh, I have hired good. her I mean, for, for voiceover. Is that what you do all yeah, the time? Yeah, I'm, I'm an actor, usually. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, the creative life. Yeah, yeah, the creative life. Isn't it wonderful? Mm -hmm. That's so good. And you've got a show uh, coming up. We do. Yes. Friday? Friday the 13th. Uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun. Is it scary? Is it scary in Canada, too? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and everywhere. There's been a lot of weird moons happening lately, like... Mm -hmm. yep. The eclipse. I mean, I don't know if I believe in that stuff, but moons really... You do. You should. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> Ooh, okay. The other day, I had something happen to me where I could not stop just walking right into people like I was a magnet I just kept wow. going towards the people if I would step to the right they would step to the right you know that kind of thing Ooh, yeah. oh. just all day though it wasn't mm. just one thing it's very unnerving the tides were that, off or something I think the tides were maybe off maybe the tides were off gotta ask a merman yeah, they know. So Friday the 13th at the Magnet Theater in yeah. New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, and tickets are available? Sold out? Tickets are available, yeah. Tickets are available. Um, our opener is Gentleman Party, who sure. has uh, elements or people from uh, Pop Roulette. Oh, okay. And if you guys know Pop, you, and they're Most they're people. Great. Yeah, they're being know. featured tonight at the uh, Comics to Watch show. Oh, yes. So we're going to go, yeah. Yeah, go yeah. see them. That's great. Yeah. Well, and uh, anything else uh, you got coming up you want to talk about? Oh, um... You'll go back to Canada? Go back to Canada. Might start working on Womanish a little more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, we have... Uh, we'll be doing a new show for the Fringe Festival. Toronto Fringe Festival. Mm -hmm. Great. So uh, it, that'll probably be a brand new sketch show of some sort. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think we're going to try and do a lot of film stuff this winter. We're going to try and shoot some short films. And, yeah. and um, we yeah. also have a new film sketch up on Funny or Die yeah. that's oh. pretty recent. It's called Proactive Salad Solutions. So oh, I've, I saw that one. It's infomercial yeah. for salad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's check very that helpful. Out. If you're interested very in helpful, salad yeah. at all, it's very helpful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we should be pitching. That's, I, I mean, think that's basically that's a, it. That's a, that's a, a decent as long amount. as you all come to our show on Friday, then that's right. Great. That's the key. And uh, I hope that we get to see you again soon. This has been great. Thank oh, you both thank for you. We'd love in. to come back. We okay. love this yeah. city. 
Good. Well, and I'll come up there. Okay. okay. Do okay. it. We'll have a, I don't know about the clams. We'll have clam <laughs> juice. Where do they get the clams up there? Tim Hortons. <laughs> Good King. enough. Okay. No, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Told you. Pretty great, right? Well, it's so lovely. Lovely uh, and funny. And um, mm, I don't know about the clams, though. Once they clean up the Gowanus, we should we should be able to have a nice uh, clam buffet over there. Well, uh, that'll do it uh, for us. Uh, I hope that you are checking out the web series that we have, Opening Bags. I've been opening a lot of bags. A new Every Tuesday, it's a new bag that I open. And you can watch it on sanfrangelis.co. Okay, that's an, a new comedy website in sanfrangelis.co. You can also find it on our site. You can also find it... <laughs> on YouTube, but go to San Francisco and check out what they're doing. It's some fun stuff there. Till next time, I'll be sending empty whiskey bottles to Canada in hopes of establishing my own Keystone Pipeline for maple syrup-infused bourbon. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is written and performed by James Bewley, musical director Steve O'Reilly. Season theme composed and performed by Shockwave. Podcast icon for season eight designed by Jenny Fine. Listen to Dale on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher Radio. And follow the program on Twitter, at Dale Radio, or on Instagram, at Dale Seaver. If you'd like Dale to come to your local VFW or Elks Lodge, simply drop us a line at Radio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. You're the best.